Hey guys, we're back for another episode of Build Your Own Fairy Tale, the podcast for women who aren't willing to settle and they want more out of life, more of the magic that life has to offer to build that ultimate fairy tale, or you know what? Something even better than you could have dreamed of. This is your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to get out there and make your own magic. So consider yourself sprinkled with fairy dust and let's go. Today's guest is Marissa Lonick, founder of Mama Work It. She's a working mom of four kids, a native New Yorker, and a California resider. A self-proclaimed time momager, Marissa helps busy moms juggling mom life, work life, wife life, fill-in-the-blank life via her books, courses, and coaching programs. Her time management and goal achievement strategies have helped the most overwhelmed mamas turn their dreams into reality, even when they thought they had no time to make any of it happen. So if that's not a perfect fit for Build Your Own Fairy Tale, I don't know what is. Without further ado, let's chat with Marissa. Marissa, welcome. We are so excited to have you here at Build Your Own Fairy Tale. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> to kick things off, let us get to know you a little better. Can you tell us, this is a very deep question, if you could be any fairy tale or fictional character, who would you be and why? Um, I will totally go the fairy tale route, hence the name of your show. And <laughs> I will select Sleeping Beauty. I think we can all relate as moms that Sleeping Beauty sounds like a a nice way to spend our time sometimes (laughs) just (laughs) in in a deep sleep, relaxing. But I also selected that because that was my favorite fairy tale character growing up. So dual, dual origin there. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Sleeping Beauty. She wasn't on my radar. Good to know. (laughs) Um, But now getting getting to the hard stuff, I think what what drew me to you was I was reading up on on your website and listening to your book, the audio book. You talked about it's not the the destination, it's the journey, right? And I was like, yes, this is is it because so often we think it's, it's the end point, but really it's the day in, day out, it's the journey. So- can you tell us a little more about how you have tackled this journey, not the destination, uh, in terms of time management? Yes. Um, well, let's see. I feel like I can correlate this to a few different things. <laughs> One, I feel like as moms, we can all agree and relate. We have a lot on our shoulders. We juggle a lot. The mental load is heavy. And we often use all of that as a reason to not do something that we're yearning to do, whether that be a personal goal, a professional goal, you know, fill in the blank, because we fill our time and schedule with supporting all of those around us, taking care of our kids, you know, being a great employee or entrepreneur, a wife or a partner. We have so many responsibilities that we say yes to, and we leave very little time and space for ourselves or for our own dreams or our own goals. And so I think, you know, we say to ourselves often like, oh, I'll do that once the kids are in school, or I'll do that when COVID's over, or I'll do that, you know, how many times have you said that one, right? (laughs) Or Or I'll do that, you know, next month when the busy season at work slows down. And then what happens? We never get to it. So I'm all about embracing the journey and the situation we're in right now and making it work for us. We have to a certain degree 
uh, control over the situation. You know, of course, things happen that we can't control, but we can absolutely control how we're managing our time, our schedule, what we're saying yes to, what we're saying no to, how we're filling our cup, what we're you know, putting our energy and mindset toward. And so that's, that's really what I mean by that. Yeah. I love it. And I think too, you said, um, you talked about in your book, scheduling yourself into that, into that day. And I love that. I think it's just to your point, so easy to say yes to all these things. And at the end of the, at the end of the day, weeks, months, you turn around and they're like, Oh, I never, you know, got a haircut. I never like just the simple things that make us feel good. So I love that um, yeah. concept of focusing on scheduling yourself into. Your yeah. I mean, let's get real in my house. If it's not scheduled, it doesn't exist. Like it never mm-hmm. happens, right? It's got to be something on a calendar in a place where you're really holding yourself accountable for it. So that's why to me, scheduling things in is is an accountability factor. It's a way to actually ensure that that thing gets done. And then the other thing is, you know, ensuring that it's a priority, ensuring that what you need to do for yourself is on the schedule is important enough to like get a spot on your calendar. Because if it's not, if it's just some loosey goosey thing that you say out loud, even it, what happens, it falls to the bottom of the to-do list and you know, your to-do list is the length of a CVS receipt And so it is lengthy. And what happens to the things at the bottom? You know, you just push them to the next day and push them to the next day and push Mm -hmm. them to the next day and they rarely get done. So absolutely scheduling it in. If it's not scheduled, it's not real. I 100% agree. (laughs) And just to uh, give some additional credibility here to, to this guidance you're giving us, like you are not just talking about time management and, and a big scheduler here, right? You have not one, but four boys. <laughs> yes. I have four boys ages eight and under. Oh my goodness. So you are, you know, in the throes of young childhood, <laughs> four little boys <laughs> yeah. holding down the household, um, husband, like you've got a lot going on yet. You have this calm scheduled focus. So you actually have a name and book for your system. Can you tell us about time management in general? Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for saying I'm calm. I do often feel calm, although sometimes I don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm in the thick of it, just like you, just like your listeners. I totally get it. I can relate for 15 years nearly. I was a full-time corporate executive juggling work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. Only up until recently in 2021, did I decide to go from full-time corporate employee to full-time entrepreneur, which I was also juggling alongside all those things for about three years. Uh, Was it busy? Yes. Can it be done? Absolutely. You know, you make time for what's important to you. So that is really the philosophy when it comes to time management. Time management is about prioritizing what is important to you and ensuring that you kind of get yourself back into that schedule, back into your life. Because often when you become a mom, when you enter motherhood, what happens? You become a very selfless individual. You, be, you kind of feed into this martyrdom culture of, I just have to pour everything I have into my kids or into everyone else. And I don't matter anymore. And I'm a, I fell for that too. I think a lot of moms Mm -hmm. do. And it wasn't until 
I started realizing like, hey, no, actually prioritizing my goals and my dreams and my own ambition is really important, not just for me to be like a sane individual, but for everyone around me. Once I started doing these things, I became a better mom. I was more patient. I had more energy. I was more motivated. Like there were so many areas of my life that were positively affected. So just implementing some of these principles, some of these mindset shifts, some of these organizational tools in the time management program is a way to not just be able to get more organized and feel less like the hot mess express of a mom you might feel like. It is a way to really completely change your life. I love it. Yes, hot mess express, totally accurate description for me on many, if not most days. <laughs> for all of us. For I mean, we all have those days. We all have those days. But I think, you know, even when you're the ultimate time momager, but I think that, you know, you, your goal should be to feel way less of that. Right. And way more of like the boss mom that you were meant to be. Yeah. You talked about early on worthiness versus entitlement. And I, I can't remember exactly if this was what you, where you were going with it when you spoke about it, but the worthiness piece of like, do I deserve to, to do this? Or is it just, you know, if I go get the manicure, I'm, I don't know. I can't think of the right examples, but like how, I feel like women and moms particularly struggle so much with that worthiness versus entitlement. Yeah. So much, so much. Oh, this was a big one for myself as well. And, um, I would often confuse the two, you know, and that's why I wrote about that in the book. And and I even have like a, how worthy, how worthy am I quiz in the program to like Mm -hmm. rate yourself and see where you fall and where you need to maybe do a little more work on that. But you know, I used to feel sometimes like if I took that time or made that space for myself, I was maybe a little bit entitled and versus, you know, and I was maybe being a little bit cocky or like doing too much versus no, this is actually, I'm, I'm worthy of this. I deserve it. Uh, it's not coming up from a plate, from a bad place or a place of, you know, cockiness or like obnoxiousness. It's coming from a place of like, no, I love myself. And this is okay. And I would do this for anyone else. Why wouldn't I do it for me? So that fell into so many aspects of life. And I think for women too, it's not only about like the self-care and the mani-pedis, like the superficial things up there. It's about just even uh, pouring into yourself. Like, are you taking, carving out the time every day to give yourself time to just think, just be, are you investing in yourself? you know, professionally, personally, are you taking time to meet with a mentor or like hire a life coach or a business coach to help you get to where you want to be? Are you uh, feeling worthy at work where you can speak up and, you know, voice your opinion or, you know, negotiate your salary or like promote yourself for that promotion? All of these factor in to your own worthiness factor. And this is all like a key component of how you own your day, own your schedule. Like time management to me is so much more than, you know, uh, a planner or a spreadsheet or an outlook calendar. Sure. Those are great tools to utilize. This goes way, way deeper. It does. It really does. And I am, I can really like, I've had the times where my husband will be doing something like he'll be doing bedtime or he'll be doing pickup um, because his schedule allows it or just that's the routines we've fallen into. And I'll take that, those few minutes to just sit there or go do a, take a quick walk or something. And 
at first it feels like a little doing the dishes or I should be doing this. And you know what? That's still going to be there. Right. So if I prioritize that, like I feel so much better at the end of it and I'm like, oh, okay, good. And now I'm not a crazy as crazy of a monster, right? <laughs> After they're in bed. And, but it's just, it really is. It's something so simple and it can make such a huge difference if you just let that, let that be and prioritize that piece. Right. Totally. Totally. Like you aren't loading the dishwasher really loudly <laughs> and upset. <laughs> You're like happily, you know, scrubbing pots. Cause you just did something for yourself and you feel like a new human. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, um, you know, we, you make the point and it's known, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? You don't have any more hours than we do, but it's about making, making that time and making it work for you. Yeah. I I'm totally in agreement. Obviously. I mean, I wrote about it, but like, <laughs> I really feel strongly that you either look at something as an opportunity or you look at it as like an excuse that you can't do it. And I'm a doer, like I'm a go-getter. And I know so many women out there are too. And they let sort of these distractions and things around them dictate what they're going to do with their life. And the bottom line is you can take charge, you can take control and you can do it. You guys, I have four kids. I did a business that I grew for three years alongside a corporate career. I'm married. I have a house that I take care of here. Did I have support along the way? Absolutely. Everybody should. You can't like doing it alone is, is a recipe for burnout and disaster. I'm not mm-hmm. recommending that, but I'm saying if that you have something on your heart, if you have something that you're really wanting to achieve, you can do it. Like motherhood isn't a reason not to. Yeah. I love it. It's that you mentioned it before that shift in mindset, right? So I know that we talk about, it's the shift in mindset and that sounds so easy, but I think most of us have that in that really loud inner critic, that inner voice. I call her my mean girl. That she just won't stop talking, right? So how do you have any practical tips for how to quiet that and help encourage that, that mind shift? Because it is so critical, right? It starts right here. <laughs> yes. I love that you call her your mean girl. That's oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be mean back to her. Um, well, okay. So I will say a really, and you're right. It's not an easy shift, especially if you are used to thinking one way, right. Versus another, it's not like you just wake up one day and you're this new positive poly person that thinks about your time in a different sense. But I will say there are simple things you can do and do on repeat that will help you get there in, in, you know, in a not very complicated sort of way. One thing is you have to stop looking at time as your frenemy, right? Many people have this relationship with time and it's, it's societal. Like it's sort of painted this picture for us. It's not like your fault or anything, but many people have this relationship with time that like, it's just, it's not a friend, right? It's, it goes so fast when we're having fun. It goes super slow when we're not right. There's never enough of it. I never have time. So When you think about time, when you flip the script on your relationship with it to more of a mindset of abundance, like I have time for what's important to me, you will shift your perspective on not, I only have 24 hours in a day to, oh my God, I have 24 hours in a day. Like think about the possibilities I can do with this time. The other simple shift I will say is, well, first, let me ask you a question. Do you know the 
like top four words, the phrase I hear most often when I talk to moms and they tell me how they feel about time. I don't have time. I don't have time. That is exactly what people say. I mean, I know I used to say this ad nauseum all day, every day, eat, breathe it, sleep it, all of it. Right. I would, I was busy. I mean, I was commuting, I was doing all the things. So I get it. I've been there. I've been in those shoes, but I challenge you the next time, you know, something comes across your plate or an invitation comes out there or something like, let's just pop in the example. Uh, we recently celebrated the new year. I'm sure a lot of people may have a goal in mind, a health goal, maybe an exercise health goal or something like that. And they think to themselves, well, I don't have time to work out. Well, I want you to flip the script on this. Instead of saying, I don't have time to work out. I want you to say to yourself, working out isn't a priority to me. Mm. So now if you change the way you are using this phrase and you use it in this demeanor, in this fashion, one of two things is going to happen. And they're both winning outcomes. The first one is you're going to say to yourself, well, you know what? I guess it's not a priority to me. I thought I really wanted to focus on working out five days a week right now, but in reality, I'm in a really hard season. I have a baby who doesn't sleep through the night or, you know, I'm pregnant or I'm, I just started a new job and I'm working 12 to 14 hours a day. I don't know, whatever it is. Maybe you are in a really tough season where it is just not feasible and speaking those words out loud that it's not a priority to me will automatically remove that guilt will make you feel lighter, will make you feel like you are in control of making that decision, make you feel better about it. And you know what? That could change at any time. It could become a priority to you the next day and all of a sudden things are different. But right now you're comfortable with the decision you're making that you're not working out, right? The other thing that'll happen is you won't feel good. You'll say those words (laughs) out loud and you'll, you'll be like, oh shit. Like, actually, that is a priority to me. And uh, what do I need to do to make that happen? You'll take action. You will, you know, go to your calendar. You'll figure out where you need to fit that in. Maybe you'll wake up a little earlier. Maybe you'll take it, uh, go to the gym on a lunch break. I don't know. You know, you will find a way to make it a priority if indeed it is. Yeah. The discomfort, once you say it out loud that way, I love just the simple shift in phrasing is like, oh yeah, no, I'm definitely lying to myself here. (laughs) Right. Right. This doesn't feel good. And you just, that alone is motivation enough to, to get you to figure something out. Yeah. We make time for what matters. And, you know, when you take a real honest look at how you're spending your time, because there are a lot of time sucks out there that many of us are doing, you know, I'll just name a few here, but like, you know, phones, TV, um, chit-chatting with people that maybe aren't bringing us like good energy or any value, right? There's so many things. And it's not to say that you should just wipe all that from your life, but just the awareness, the simple awareness of like, oh, I spent two hours today just scrolling social media. Like I could have done not just all these things on my to-do list, maybe that need to get done and would probably make me feel a hell of a lot better. But also like I could have made a huge dent in this major goal that I have for the year of like shifting careers or like getting my side hustle off the ground or, you know, eating healthier and doing meal prep or whatever it is that really is important to you. And just to backtrack really fast, you know, you have to know what's important to you. That's a main, main 
concept and sort of like prerequisite to managing your time is if you don't know how you want to spend it, you'll end up just wasting it away. Yeah. And I, I was just writing down to remember to come back to how do you decide? Like, how do you decide what matters? Because sometimes too, I sit here and like, oh, there's so many things that I want to do and I can't do them all at once. I at least know to tell myself, okay, just pick one, pick one right now, because if you try to do them all, you're going to do them all pretty credibly. <laughs> That's a word. And um, how do you, how do you start with, uh, I don't know, getting clear on what those are to you? Yeah, I'm in agreement. So if you, if you have a laundry list of these things, you are going to look at it likely and get analysis paralysis, feel a sense of overwhelm and not want to touch anything because you're not even sure where to start. So that's typical. And while I do promote a good brainstorm to get started on this type of exercise, you know, you do need to hone in in the end and figure out what what makes sense here? What's most important to me? So I like that you pick one and you start with one. I think that's great. I often like to tell people too, like maybe you focus on one thing daily, one thing weekly, and one thing more on an annual scale, like a bigger goal, something bigger that you can really break down into more bite-sized pieces and fit into your, your regular schedule. I like that. I like that a lot. And what is the one actionable tip we can take away? If we're only going to do one small step this week to start, what is that one key thing we should start with? Oh my gosh. I have so many small steps. Okay. One, (laughs) well, I will say shift, shift your verbiage, like stop saying I don't have time. Start replacing that with it's not a priority to me. I think that one will make a huge impact ingest how you're viewing your time and schedule and what you're filling it with. So that one, I would say do that for sure. And yeah, just shift your thinking. Like if there's something that is nudging you, something that you are wanting to do and you find yourself using your busy life as a reason not to stop. You can make it happen. You can take one tiny small step right now to do it. You don't have to wait for the weekend. You don't have to wait for next month. You don't have to wait for the pandemic to be over. You can absolutely start 10 to 15 minutes a day doing something that will get you that much closer to that goal. I love it because I don't feel so overwhelmed if I'm like, I just got to think about it, right? That that feels very uh, attainable. So, okay. Yeah, one small step. That's it. These are all great tips. And I know you have a ton more in your time management book. So tell us more where folks can get their hands on that book, learn more. And if you've got anything else in the works for us. Absolutely. So the best place to connect with me and uh, find the book or find any of my programs or even the blog and podcast free offerings is my website. It is mamaworkit.com, M-A-M-A, workit.com. I have a newsletter I send weekly. So if you want to subscribe for that, it's free. And I send time management tips and just, you know, working mom support in there. Uh, In the works, yes, I've always always got something in the works here. So As I mentioned earlier, you know, I did run my mama work at business for three years as a side business alongside my full-time corporate career and recently made that transition in 2021 to go full-fledged with mama work it. 
And so my next book coming out uh, in the next couple months here is called Biz Momagement. Uh, and it is for the mamas who are, you know, have the biz goals in mind. They're looking to either go from employee to entrepreneur or start their side hustle. And I, you know, the biggest thing I hear when I talk to moms about wanting to do this is the time. Like, where do I find the time to make this happen? So that, of course, is uh, a big factor and one that I talk about a lot in the book, but so many other things, so many other areas that impede us, that we need to really hone in and clarify if we're going this route. And even if you've already got your business up and running, ways to grow it and just really take that leap if that's what you're looking to do. That is amazing. And I just like how you casually were like, and I've got this and I've got this and I have a new book. And I'm like, oh, well, would you have those four little ones and a family <laughs> and the whole, the whole bit. So I love it. It's just a great example of what we, we can uh, aspire to be if we uh, have a little more time management in our lives, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Time management is, is the key, you guys. <laughs> I love it. All right. Now we know where to find Mama Work It. Marissa, thank you so much for joining us today. I've really enjoyed this conversation and thank you for all the great tips. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Kristen. Wow, really excited about that conversation Um, and just trying to go shift my mindset this week. Not I have to go pick up the kids, but I get to go pick up the kids. And just that simple shift already, I feel like, oh, yeah. That feels a little better. So I'm excited to see where this takes us. Can't wait to try it with you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. In case you didn't know, there is an exclusive community created for listeners of Build Your Own Fairy Tale, designed to help you take action and make the positive changes that we learn about here on the show. So if you'd like to be a part of it, go ahead and do a search on Facebook groups for Build Your Own Fairy Tale. And if this episode or any episode was helpful for you, please, please, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Love a good five-star review. Reviews are literally so important to podcasters, would help so much. And go give it a subscribe too, so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm not giving up on my fairy tale, and I hope you won't either. I'm Kristen Latini, and this is Build Your Own Fairy Tale. When I set out on my solopreneur journey, I wanted to be the most organized and professional without spending a lot of money. Sound familiar? That's when I discovered a customer relationship management platform called 17 Hats, a game changer even if you're a newbie without tons of clients. Here are three quick reasons why I love 17 Hats. Number one, it allowed me to replace my scheduling tool. Hello, one less subscription to pay for. Number two, I can effortlessly send quotes, contracts, and invoices, helping me look super professional. And number three, magical workflows that allow me to automatically send emails and reminders without being tied to my inbox 24-7. The best part is they've got a free seven-day trial so you can check it out firsthand. And if you decide to purchase, here's the best part. Use code FAIRYTALE for a 50% discount off your first year subscription. So head on over to 17hats.com and check it out. Here's to simplifying and making things more magical.